0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard, Callum Davidson, Stevie Clark and David Martindale Make the shortlist for the Football Writers Manager of the Year Rangers have started talks with Jermaine Defoe about the striker's future according to the manager And Kyle Lafferty wins the Player of the Month for April I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday Who is now off on his holidays, the season is over already, can you believe it? I know, school's done, six weeks off, it's the longest I've had off for a long time But I can't really go anywhere so I think I'll I'll use the the six weeks to try and explore Scotland a little bit Gordon and and see a beautiful country that I've never seen before Did you go bursting out of Tynecastle tie wrapped round your head on Sunday you were back in you were training after the game were you not? Yeah we were training after the game so couldn't couldn't celebrate too much but uh, yeah had had body fats the next day as well and guys will tell you when you've got body fats the next day you plan your night (laughs) you you plan your night accordingly plenty of water and, and not much else so other than that, we're done. How fast has the season been? I know you guys oh. have played, you know, fewer games and stuff like that, but it's, it's, I can't, I can't believe we're here already. Yeah, I know it's it's wild. I mean, to sort of use it in a, a sort of comparison sense is when I look at, you know, my last year at Rangers, found myself sort of a bit part. Obviously, Borna Barisic at left back was a uh, the the regular, so bit part in and out, and I still made thirty five appearances. I've played a total of thirty this year and played every game. So I just in comparison, yeah. you just you look at that way at how short the season's been. And Gary, it's it's a very interesting time of the season. The lower leagues are totally heating up. The playoffs are kicking off. We're really looking forward to the Scottish Cup semi-finals this weekend. But strangely, for Celtic and Rangers, it's it's kind of done. Rangers with a few maybe personal, individual targets to get to. But for Celtic, um, there's only one thing on their mind, in case you hadn't noticed, and it's about who the new manager's going to be. Yeah, I think it's strange for Scottish football that Celtic and Rangers aren't, you know, at the business end, aren't playing for anything. But I think it's a good thing as well that, you know, we've got a Scottish Cup uh, mm-hmm. that will have a new a new name in it in terms of recent years. I think the playoffs in the lower leagues is, is always exciting. Uh, relegation in the, the Premier League as well, so still a lot to play for. 0141-951-1025. That is the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight. Put your point to them. Uh, you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB, but I say this every night because, I mean, it. we do prefer to speak to you on the phone. 0141-951-1025. The shortlist for the Football Writers Manager of the year is out Stephen Gerrard Callum Davidson Stevie Clark David Martindale who would get your vote is there anyone who you think is missing off the list it's always crazy this time of year because there will be a PFA list and it's awards season so we'll have these debates a few times I'm sure Um, but if you think there's anything else we've missed put it right pick up the phone and let us know 0141 951 1025 I mean I think once you get to Wednesday You're kind of leaving last weekend behind But because of the magnitude of the fixture I'm sure there will be some lingering thoughts We've not spoken to you two since What did you, you make of it at the weekend? Uh, I think it summed up Celtic season To be honest I thought up to the sending off They were by far the better team I think it was interesting that Rangers changed The tactics for the game In preparation for Celtic It's something they haven't done regularly And to change to a diamond was a big thing Celtic didn't actually play a diamond and I felt they caused them a lot of problems but the McGregor save, the sending off and then it, it was kind of downhill from there from Celtic and, and just like I said, summed up their season that even with 10 men they created a few chances, couldn't take them and Rangers in the end were convincing winners Yeah, I think the the, the start of the game was certainly competitive I think it was uh, it was all looking set to be the most competitive at the, the five all firm games that we'd seen 
Um, yeah, that, I think that Alan McGregor save was maybe a, a slight turning point, but I think that was the only save he had to make for the rest of the game. I think, you know, once the once the goal came in, the 10 men went and Rangers just kicked on and, and showed that they've got a couple more levels in them than Celtic do. And, you know, you look at the four or five best players that were on the pitch, I think they were all Rangers players. And Ryan Kent, for me, I think he's fast becoming the, the best player in Scotland. I think momentum is a big thing in football. Eh? The yeah. momentum of, of one team and the other are, are going in different directions at the minute. And that has ultimately decided the last couple of old firm games. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it's certainly the the, the, the one before at Ibrox. I, I, I don't think there was much between the teams at all. I think both teams had spells in the game. I think it was just both boxes. Celtic didn't take their chances and Rangers did. But I just think the way Rangers are playing just now, and especially in this fixture, they've got far more confidence and self-belief that they can go and do the job and, and they've done it again at the weekend. Yeah, like I say, I know that was, that was in the weekend. Thoughts generally linger a bit longer than this in, in this city. But if you have any thoughts, keep them coming. Uh, and on to today's topics, that's clearly what we really want to hear from you. On 01419511025 Let's kick off with that It's the first shortlist we've had The PFA one will follow But the Football Writers Manager of the Year The top four as it stands Stephen Gerrard Callum Davidson Stevie Clark And David Martindale One of them will be crowned Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year Who should it be and why? And is there anyone that's been hard done by being Not making the top four? You tell us Pick up the phone right now We'll have a look through all the candidates And uh, see what you think What about you two is it any names that jump straight out I think Steven Gerrard obviously for, for winning the league uh, I, I think the Cups have to c- kind of count against them slightly uh, for me if Callum Davidson wins the Scottish Cup it has to be Callum Davidson but right at this moment I'd say between them probably just Steven Gerrard yeah it's always difficult Andy because of the timing it happens mm-hmm. every year someone yep. could go on it and win something so as it stands Callum Davidson might not even reach the Scottish Cup final but it remains the possibility that he does a cup double what are your own thoughts on that list yeah. overall I think there's there's definitely a compelling argument for all four you know Steve, uh, sorry, David Martindale I think 14 games unbeaten for Livingston it's just an incredible run uh, Steve Clark obviously got Scotland to the our first major uh, tournament in over two de- decades but I think the main two candidates are certainly Callum Davis and Stephen Gerrard uh, Stephen Gerrard takes over a job at Rangers where everyone in, in here and everyone across the country can agree they were miles behind Celtic I think last season what was it nine points before the, the close of the season to then finish as league champions but not only that potentially go unbeaten and 23 points ahead of Celtic and then Callum Davis and the job he's done at St, uh, St. Johnson since he mm. came in Miraculous to even get them in the top six and not only that, win them the League Cup and can potentially go and do a cup double. Uh, I've got to echo what Gaz says, to be honest. For me, Stephen Gerrard's the favourite, but certainly if, if St Johnson go and do the cup mm. tub, uh, double, that could change. Right, it's all well and good hearing what Andy and Gary think, but what do you think? 0141951 Let's kick off with George in the south side. George, the four names, what are your thoughts? Hi, guys, how you doing? Just a quick one. Uh, for me, it has to be Stephen Gerrard purely for the fact that for nine years, obviously, there was one name in Scotland and it was continuous. No no manager, no team came close to knocking them off their stride. Uh, and Stephen Gerrard's done it within three years. And not only that, it's just the gap as well, with 23 points already. And several records have already been set too. And I possibly an unbeaten season as well. So... Purely for that, I think it just has to be Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, that, that's that's fair that George provides a bit of context because that's important. If you're talking about, because I've always been a bit uneasy with his, with the suggestion that if you win the league, you need to get it because that does totally take away from some of the other teams that are completely punching above their weight. But 
It was about Firstly the significance Of this season This is not just like Any team you know Winning the league It was about what it meant And then the style And, and the, the manner And the numbers That are on that league table Yeah Yeah like I said he's that The job he was came in Had came in to do Was to stop 10 in a row So for that point of view He's done that I just think And I'm sure Stephen Gerrard Will think the same To, to not Get to mm. even a cup final uh, Both cup finals But really Win one would be the, uh, Have been the priority I think that counts against them And I think Like you said about Callum Davidson You know A, a smaller team On the budget he's got To get them in the top six And, and to possibly win two cups I think it would just eclipse Steven Gerrard But it's, it's taken nothing away From what he has done And what this Rangers team have done uh, I, I just feel the, the cup losses Go against them yeah, it's like you said, Gordon. I think the timing of the shortlist that's always going to come into the equation right now for me, Gerard, is is, is the clear favourite. But being twenty three points at the top of the table, it's not only going on and stopping ten in a row and winning the league. It's the manner that they've done it. And but again, Callum Davison, if he can manage to do a cup double mm. uh, with a semi final coming up, and then you know potentially another final under his belt, he's got a very mm. very strong case for it. And again, can you take Rangers' European track record this season uh, into account? We're getting to a quarter finals and. And obviously been put off uh, out of a, a decent Slavia Prague team. So taking all into context, I think right now Stephen Gerrard deserves it. What well, is Callum Davidson his nearest rival for that, George? Yeah, I obviously need to consider all the managers in place are there for a reason. No taking any credit away from any of them, but just the fact. Uh, well, I I'd probably put him uh, top second. I. 100% Just purely for the, the cup run he's had And the, the job he's done with St Johnston now uh, I do agree with that uh, Aye So Stephen Gerrard And then Davidson second That's, that's what I would say Do you think the, the the unbeaten run And by the way that's in the balance as well But a couple of games to go Clearly odds on to, to make it happen How much does that contribute? Because you'll remember it So many nights Rangers fans phoned here a few months ago And saying well we don't We don't really care Because it's all about winning the league But if you're then coming down To the nitty gritty of Awards season This is You know This is a league win And then some If you can add an unbeaten run to it Is it not? Yeah And uh, am I right in saying It's only been three times In in Scottish football history? I think that sounds about right Yeah. So if something's only been done three times You know it's pretty special Or would this be the third Someone will correct me Anyway Yeah well Somebody will correct me That's for sure But uh, I mean if something's only been done Twice or three times you know, it's, uh, it's really, really special and, and the fact that Rangers are so close to doing it has got to be taken into account. But again, like I says, you know, Callum Davis and the job he's done at St Johnson has has been remarkable and it's obviously fresh in your mind as well that they played Rangers twice mm-hmm. in the space of four or five days a couple of weeks ago and and you've just got to be impressed with the way City St Johnson team up. I thought even the league game uh, at McDermott Park, you know, there was there's certainly a case that it deserved to go on and, and break Rangers' unbeaten run within that game and then to go and knock Rangers out at Ibrox in the Cup you know, he deserves a lot of credit for the job he's done at St Johnson. Especially a relative, well, yeah, a new manager, you know, a rookie manager to go in and do that, Gary, with a club that is always, has actually really punched above his its weight in the last like, sort of 15 to 10 years here in Scotland. So to go in there and, and do that again in his, his first job up here, I think that speaks volumes, doesn't it? He's done amazing. I think, you know, he is a rookie manager, but he's, he's served a, a long apprenticeship yeah. as assistant manager at uh, St Johnston, been down at Stoke. Uh, Dunfermline he's been assistant manager with Scotland or a coach at Scotland helping out Gordon Strachan so very much ready for the, the job uh, and, and done a fantastic job in his first season and I, I just sometimes think you know these the, the so-called lower clubs 
don't really get the the, the players and the managers at these clubs don't get the credit they deserve because to to do what he has done with the budget he's got, if you've seen the figures compared to to other teams, then it's quite remarkable. So he deserves a lot of credit. And that's where David Martindale would certainly have come into it. And you talk about this recency bias; they, they've they've tailed off probably, mm-hmm. haven't they? For for a lot of people in this discussion, I don't know. If you finish the season with a fourteen game yeah. winning streak, maybe people feel a bit different about your chances of of winning the award. Yeah, and uh, God, and I remember we're on the show, and every week we're saying, "How long can Livingston keep this up? They're taking result after result. You know, they they went to Parkhead, got a result. They they, they then got the return fixture." Uh, at the Tony Macaroni Stadium got a result against Celtic and just week after week just churned out result after result and obviously they got to uh, they got to the, the cup final where ultimately St Johnson came out on top as well mm-hmm. so Martindale's somebody else that's done a, a, a superb job and, and fully deserves to be on the on the shortlist another one for me Jim Goodwin who I think's done an excellent job at St Mirren he'll be one that I think's really unlucky to miss out on the shortlist but you can't argue with the four that's on there just, So what we'll do is uh, the, the full country just clubs together Gives it to Stevie Clark For getting to the Euros And then we don't argue with each other Well uh, right. what I will say is Is whoever doesn't win it They're, they're very very unfortunate Whether it be Callum Davison I don't think Steve Clark's going to But I, I, do, I, I appreciate mm. the sentiment That you've, you've, you've brought forward I, I, I won't hold my breath I think we, we prefer Scotland argue. win the Euros oh. <laughs> When Scotland win the Euros We'll need to backdate it Is that is that what you're telling us Right keep your calls coming in on that Thank you to George uh, In the South Side This is just the first of the Award shortlist that's come out The Football Writers Manager of the Year Gerard Davidson Clark Martindale Who gets your vote And um I'll be interested as well If On the off chance There's someone out there Who maybe is a Rangers fan But actually thinks that Callum Davidson should get it Or vice versa You know Because it's easy to go along Kind of team lines on this one But give us your Give us all your thoughts 01419511025 Or Twitter Over there at Clyde SSB Um, Would St Johnson certainly then If he doesn't win it The surprise package of the year Is is that an award Is Is that one that he would He would claim have they surprised you by just how good they've been? I think they've overachieved and I think that is you know, their challenge every year and, and what it does unfortunately for Callum is, is put more pressure on himself and, and the team next season that they, they have to try and hit those heights again and that, that will be a big challenge for them because to, to win two cups obviously will be incredible but one cup and, and a a top six finish is, is a brilliant start And they will be looking to do that again next season Let's bring in Tommy in Doncaster Out of those four names Tommy I know you are a Rangers fan Is Stephen Gerrard all day long for you Or are you finding room to praise any of the rest of them? Good evening lads First of all Good evening uh, Tommy I wasn't going to phone up tonight But I was listening to Gary And I, and I burst out laughing Because He's not that funny Tommy putting some uh, Yeah Gary, you're putting somebody forward there who's probably won five games, six games to win a cup competition against somebody who's going to go through 38 league games to win a league from a position of negativity last year of, you know, slippy and miles behind and never going to do this and never going to do that. The most important season in decades in Scottish football for Celtics 10 in a row he stopped it and then you come out with a, a statement that's saying it could be Callum Davison it's just you need to take your green specs off Gary you're miles away I've I, I'm, I've never been Johnson, called funny Dissin, before Dissin and I've not got green specs on Tommy but for me I, I think all this last season I, I said this last season and 
Celtic fans actually said I was I was crazy when I said Rangers are very close to Celtic and I, I, it's no surprise to me that Rangers have won the league this season so I don't know where that's coming from I think Rangers have built over two years to to have the squad of players they have and to mount the challenge they did this year and, and go on to win the league convincingly but when was the last time St Johnson won two trophies in a year Tommy? Gary, St Johnson haven't won two trophies not that's but that's I said if they win two trophies I would give it to Callum Davidson if they don't Stephen Gerrard's in front but that's a massive if I mean Gerrard's not on enough Gerrard's on a 36 point mm. turnaround within a season against Celtic's biggest season in the last 10 years that the fans sang about weekly about Terry Monroe you know here it comes 10 in a row whatever it was and Gerrard turned it around you know, we've got to look at it as a job that Gerrard's done for three years ago when we were getting scalped with Celtic when he took over. You know, players like Rob Kiernan, Wes Fodderham, Lee Hodson, you know, Jason Holt, that Heinemann, the, the Australian kid. He's turned Rangers from being, you know, miles behind Celtic. Mm. He finished a season where he's going to finish at least probably 23 points ahead of him. From, we were 13 points behind Andy. Last year with a game in hand You make a good case Tommy For what it's worth I don't actually think anyone Doesn't agree with a single word you're saying I think everybody actually Agrees with that Do, do you think Callum Davidson's Done a good job Tommy Out of curiosity Oh of course The boy's done it He's mm. done a right good job But you can't put Five or six games To win a cup mm. competition Up against 38 games Across a league Unbeaten Top six as well Tommy Top six as well yeah, Which I'm is a big down. achievement For St Johnson Of course it is Of course it is He's got them into the top six He's done a, he's done a really good job it's nowhere near the job that Gerrard's done Okay, we'll leave it there Tommy and Doncaster Nice to speak to you 01419511025 We could be speaking to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Gary Caldwell Are here waiting on your calls So 01419511025 we have kicked off looking at that shortlist for the Football Writers Manager of the Year. Gerard Davidson, Clark Martindale. Seems to be those two first names that are causing most of the debate. Gerard and Davidson, any thoughts on the other two as well? Keep them coming in and um, let's hear from you. In fact, let's go straight back because Tom is a Rangers fan on the line. What's your take on it, Tom, having listened to the, the arguments so far? Well, uh, the, man of the, the manager of the year has got to be Gerard because he's not been beaten in the league. Mm-hmm. And the boy with St Johnson and that, he's the one-off cup game. He's won the League Cup. He's done well in the cup games. But next week he get beat with Livingston or something like that. But there's no contest. If you've no lost a game in the league, he's way in front. Yeah, I wonder what, what, what gloss does the unbeaten run put on it, Andy, for, for this type of discussion? Because in the big picture, we know that it's just about winning it regardless of how you do it. But if you're talking about for this purposes, for these purposes. Yeah, I mean... You know, Rangers winning the league was was maybe a shock to quite a lot of people, but the manner that they've done it and by by being twenty three points clear, going unbeaten in five old firm games against Celtic, given how the old firm games have went in the past, and and potentially going the full season unbeaten, it has to play a part. And I think that's probably the main reason why I'd say eighty to ninety percent of people have Steven Gerrard as the favourite to uh, to win the the award. So I think it's, it's it's certainly got to come into account. Callum Davidson again, like I've said a couple mm. of times, I think it's got a a huge case because ultimately Steven Gerrard's job to win the league is probably every bit as hard as Callum Davidson to win two trophies so I think that 
his 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 case is every bit as compelling. Where I do have Steven Gerrard just ahead is the fact mm. of the manner that they've done it, and and again. Two, two, uh, two games away for going for an unbeaten league season Because I, I get that obviously That's the whole point of a league That's more representative of, of a team's success Or failure throughout a season But that's a couple of arguments now to, Along the lines of uh, it's, it's one-off cups And, yeah. and you know, it, it doesn't take that, 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 Is that a bit unfair? Yeah, it is unfair Listen, you know, Tommy, the previous call He's came out and says you know, Potential six games in a cup run Compared to a 36 league uh, campaign If that's the criteria you're basing it on The person that wins the league Is going to get managed here every year uh, so I don't, don't even bother having the discussion so, so there's no point even, even having the discussion So I don't think that's fair Listen, I know we're a, we, we like to talk Scottish football here But just sort of going a little bit off topic When you look at the English Premier League If Man City win the league in, in West Ham top four I don't think there's even remotely a case that Pep Guardiola should win manager over David Moyes. So it's just sort of a, a sort of comparison over the over the border that Callum Davidson done a remarkable job. For me, Steven Gerrard is still the favourite because of how the league's panned out, the unbeaten run taken into context. But you know, you've got to take it all into context. Yeah. So Tom, the cup exits not doesn't blot the copybook enough to to take him out of the this conversation for you, no? No, 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 no way. And uh, the cup is it's both games. He's got the game won in the cup. It was an equaliser in its minimum game. And minutes to go with extra time. And hoping they could take it and beat St. Mern. Mm-hmm. Then they go with a last-minute corner kick. And I blame the same man for both cups as a goalkeeper. For standing his line and no, no challenge in the ball. Alan McGregor never came out for a St. Mern goal. He never came out last week against St. Johnson. Well, I must admit, the only reason I'm laughing, Tom, is because... Every opinion is as worthwhile as the next one on here. It's just the first time I've heard anything really other than, than fulsome praise for Alan McGregor this season. But that's fine. That That is what we're here for. It's always good to hear a widespread. You're shaking your head. What are you shaking your head at? It's a game of opinions, isn't it? <laughs> He's just talking about two isolated incidents. The guy's, the guy's actually won them the league, in my opinion. Some of the saves he's made. He's definitely won the last few old firm games. An incredible goalkeeper. Uh... That's very harsh And, I, and by the way I, I'm the first to criticise goalkeepers You He's your mate You just Will we put Can we Yeah I fell out with Tom we, No 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 <laughs> Talk about my mate like that No I'm wondering Can we put Tom through to him Can we do some sort of Stitch up with Tom And then Just as he answers it Tom says You cost us both cups uh, Just I to mean, see what, how he would take it That would certainly be a Good viewing <laughs> and good listen But uh, Oh listen This The, the there's maybe an argument for the St Johnson one The St Mirren one I disagree The St Johnson one There's maybe an argument for it But I'm more looking at the fact That six foot five opposite goal He's standing at the edge of the six yard box When nobody near him I think that's More of a glaring error Than, than Alan McGregor coming out For a for a corner kick But I mean if, if Tom feels as if Alan McGregor's the one to blame, blame For the cup exits I'm not going to disagree uh, But yeah I think there was Other facets certainly uh, The reason they went out so you're scared of Tom more than you're scared of Alan McGregor. That's fine. That's what I took from that. Thank you, Tom. On the line, 01419511025. Paul and Kobarkin, we've given you the four names. Is it one of them? If so, who? Is there anyone being hard done by missing out? It's got to be Stevie Clark. We've waited okay. a long, long time, 23 years, to get to a finals. The man has no transfer budget. He's got to pick and choose with players that are injured or don't want to play for the country unless it's going well yeah it's got to be Stevie it's the first one we've had of that so I, I'm all for it like I say in the in the 
November the 13th on the show I feel like there would be, there would have been a feel good factor that day where everyone would have phoned in and goes yep just give him it call it off now I don't know I don't feel well I'm not sure there's quite that same groundswell at the moment does Paul put up a good case? I think he's done an incredible job I think the difficulty is he's, he's in a different competition so it's hard to gauge him against Stephen Gerrard yeah, Callum Davison Davy Martindale it would be that uh, sort of but I must say the mental thing wouldn't it? the the job he's done in terms of the going with the three at the back, sticking with it, uh, coaching it, and 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 making it work. When when in the beginning, myself and and probably the whole country was was obviously unsure at what what he was going to do. He's done a remarkable job, uh, and obviously the the weight and the time mm. it has been since we've been in a major final. So, I think he. He'll be happy with what he's got. He doesn't. He doesn't need this yeah. award, but he, he he does get a lot of credit for the the job he's done. Andy, I was about to say about you know there's been some frustrating results since and all that, but I, I feel like I'm wasting my time. I don't really know how you compare. We're not we're we're, no. we're not comparing which, like for like here, are we? Which Gordon, which is difficult about this, this sort of shortlist yeah. because you don't want to talk down any other manager co- mm-hmm. by comparing them to whoever you feel's favourites because, because the reason they're the four four, them, exactly yeah. the reason they're on the shortlist is because they've all done fantastic jobs. For me, Stephen Gerrard's done a better one. Steve Clark, mm. like I said at the start of the show, has done a superb job with Scotland. Like I said, it's no mean feat to to get the club back to the uh, the first uh, major competition in two decades. Mm. I mean, you've got to take the UEFA Nations League into account. Is it maybe a slightly easier path than it was before? Um, but again, I, I can take Paul's argument. I do think mm. Steve Clark's done a fantastic job. I just think Stephen Gerrard's has been more impressive. How do you how how can you compare it to the the league? Guys, Paul, and I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just quite difficult to make that comparison, isn't it? I just think in such a short space of time, after being we've been missing for the big stage for so long, and he's come in. What was it? Six months. He's got us to the finals. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. That's the thing at the time. And again, if we're talking context. As Andy says It's difficult here Because it sounds like You're demeaning other people Far from it But a lot of, a lot of people Who are talking about Stephen Gerrard Are talking about The context The fact that How important this league was And Celtic had won them before So I, I get Paul's thinking there Because we've I think, been I think nowhere. with Steve Clark as well The fact He can't sign players So his man management skills His organisation uh, In terms of picking a formation Coaching the players it is better He doesn't have as much time To, to spend with the players So there is an argument For it uh, But it's just difficult To, to compare mm. with, 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 the, with the league and, and obviously the Cups Domestically That's what we're here for We'll give it a go Thank you Paul And Kilbarkin What about Willie and Greenock What's your take on it Willie? How's doing guys? Good thank you uh, I can't believe There is an actual debate About this manager of the year thing That's what they all say Willie That's what Everybody says that And then gives us their name Aye uh, so Facts are that in Scottish football history, there's not been a double one since 1984 out of a full firm that was Aberdeen that done it. The St Johnson decided the club to win a cup and if they do win a Scottish cup, that, that's actual historic. So people saying Gerard, manager of the year, nonsense. Mm. Right, there is obviously a big if, and I know you would acknowledge that. Like, all we can do is really explore the hypotheticals. If St Johnson don't win the Scottish cup, what does that do to your opinion? 
I'd get a new one in ahead of Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> no, listen. He's brought a laugh at us, that's for sure. But no, listen, Willie, it's like we said, all four uh, managers on the shortlist have done a fantastic job. You've came on saying initially that you can't believe it's a debate. You're actually the first one that's came on and said that it's Callum Davison that's outright favourite so far. So Callum Davison's done a remarkable job. I think if he does go on and do the cup double and say, for instance, that Stephen Gerrard's Rangers doesn't go unbeaten, then you're having a completely different debate. But right now, as it stands for me, Stephen Gerrard's a deserved winner. I mean, Willie, if you, you don't need me to tell you the list. The fact that what this season meant, where Celtic have been, where Rangers have been, the fact that they're unbeaten in the league. Can we? Can you give any credit to that with your team allegiance pushed to one side? I just get Andy a wee question there. So if Celtic did win 10 in a row this year and Rangers won a double under Gerard, who would he be saying to be manager of the year? Oh, now that is a good hypothetical. Well... <laughs> Well Rangers main objective Was to win the league So I don't think If you offered Rangers Celtic 10 in a row And Rangers a cup though, I don't think any Rangers fan In the country would have took it uh, It's hard to actually Answer the question Answer the question I'd say, I'd, I'd say Celtic then Because the, the, the main objective For every team is to win the league I don't think Anybody's going to disagree with that And that's Listen that's all Rangers and Rangers fans Have talked about for the last Five years It's all Celtic fans Have talked about for the last Ten so it's all came down to this season and ultimately Rangers have done it. So Stephen Gerrard this year and these facts deserves manager of the year. You're correct. So, but I, I don't believe you when you say if Gerrard won two trophies, the Cups and Celtic won the league, you'd be saying that him Celtic manager would be manager of the year. Not a chance, Andy. Come on. What? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Willie, I would because I mean, I was asked this question at the start of the year uh, talking about uh, you know Rangers' potential Cup runs if they go unbeaten I said I mean Rangers sole focus is winning the league and I think once they did win the league then the Cups came into the equation then the unbeaten runs came, came into the equation but the main target for every Rangers player every Rangers manager that's been in the mm. job since uh, 2015 and all the Rangers fans is to beat his top 10 and Stephen Gerrard's been the man that's done it you two are getting it tonight and I'm all for it you've got <laughs> green and white glasses on you hey, are listen, you're a liar no, <laughs> but God not all the calls are making fair points uh, uh-huh. we are just here uh, to give our opinion and I think we've done it so far see so Andy kind of getting used to this Gary we've had the pleasure of your company a few times and now you're starting to see the way it operates so Mikey for instance another one who says that you need to take your, your glasses off for saying that um, McGregor is the only reason that Rangers are unbeaten in the old firm games which is of course not what you said because he's added the word only which you did you did not say I, I didn't you can go back and check that but he's a big reason I think it was a compliment actually to Alan McGregor wasn't it rather than taking anything away from Rangers was it? yes yeah but that that but don't let that get in the way This is, this is much more fun <laughs> doing, it, doing it this way uh, Kingy says Brendan Rodgers won a treble in 17-18 And didn't win it um, There was a year Was there a year Stevie Clark won it I, I thought Brendan Rodgers won it in the treble year The thing that's hard to keep up with this Is because there is two main awards obviously um, Quadruple treble He was the only Celtic manager to win it in 16-17 Even Mark Warburton won it in 15-16 I think he did win one of the awards You're right um, Yeah you know, I, I told this story in the break last year actually This this takes me back to when I was about 19 And one of my first uh, jobs for this station Was to go to the Hilton Hotel or whatever it was And interview the player of the year Who was Gary Caldwell Oh, there you, you go, go. It comes The highlight of your broadcast career honestly, today I, I remember <laughs> it like it was yesterday I was I starstruck <laughs> Starstruck so I was Right, 01419511025 I mean usually at this point we'd maybe Talk about something else But the phone lines are lighting up And you're all um, 
You're all getting very involved if you Hopefully want to. Hopefully somebody comes on to have a go at you for the next one. That would really make my day. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> Any David Martindale fans out there, he's the only one that we've not uh, we've not had a, a shout for. I don't know. Give us your thoughts. We'll speak to you next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gary Caldwell is here. He has his green tinted glasses on Andy Halliday the liar As he's now known Is in the studio as well uh, But they're both just desperate For more of the same They're really keen for you To pick up the phone 0141951 I haven't even looked at Twitter yet By the way That's just the phones that's And when that's you know, usually where you get uh, Exactly the That's when you know things are Going to make for an interesting show um, Right let's bring in Frank Who is a Celtic fan I'm sure you've been listening intently Frank To the arguments And counter arguments Have you anything Anything new to add? Um, evening, Gordon Eden, lads, um, hope you're well. Um, but driving, driving home from up there and um, the usual little chuckle and, and stuff like that, it's good to hear that's what shows on the night. Um, I, as you say, I'm a Celtic fan, and to me, I was saying to the producer, there is, in my eyes, there's no debate who the match is. You know, there's, there's only one candle that they should get at, no matter what happens in the rest of the cup ties, and that's Stephen Gerrard. And, it's bigger. You need to admit these things. At the start of the season, before the ball was kicked, everybody was talking about 10 in a row, stopping 10 in a row. And, and Stephen Gerrard's not only stopped 10 in a row, but his Rangers callers are saying, and I've got a lot of mates that would say the same, to, to get to 36 games in a league campaign and you've got two games to go, you're unbeaten, you need to tap the hat off, and um, as everybody knows, they've been five old firm games and, and lost none. And um, three years ago, I think it was yesterday when he stepped into the door, you, you'd say... Could anybody, anybody really in Scottish football seen Rangers finishing 23 points ahead of Celtic three years later? And I don't know if there'd be a single person out of our population or that. So um, to me, that there's only one person that should get it, and that's because of what he's achieved in the league. Yeah, there's been a couple of blemishes in the cup, um, but I'm sure there's not a Rangers fan of the planet that's bothered with that because they've done what they've done. Um, so I just wanted to chuck that in there And if I can come back on um, a point that Andy made earlier on if you don't sure. mind. I mean this will never catch on Obviously people talking up the rivals it's, That's nonsense on, in this part of the world But Frank's level headed He's mm-hmm. and I always think these things perhaps you've, there, there has to be an element of Exceeding expectations Punching above your weight And that's what people are talking about with St Johnson But I suppose the, the way that Frank's just framed that argument I know Rangers have a massive budget and they, sh- they should be kind up there to win the league. Th- they still have exceeded the expectations that, that we and everyone else put on them. You, you th- I know you thought they were... I disagree with that. You thought they were a good team last season, but but the points gap did tell its story. I mean, the last night before lockdown, or the last game, when Hamilton went to Ibrox and beat Rangers, who that night who that night would have predicted this? I think they had problems after Christmas last year, but you know the, the League Cup final, they were, they were excellent. They beat Celtic in the the January game. Uh, I think the gap was closing, and and they had another su- summer of of investing in the team. So I, I don't think it's as big a shock. I think the gap is is bigger than was expected. But the fact they've won it for me isn't mm. a, isn't a yeah. huge shock. To be fair though, Frank is talking about the gap <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, the, the both. It's not yeah, just that, one of them. That's the thing. It's not only the turnaround. It's like Frank said. It's the man of the turnaround. And you know, Frank mentioned three years three years ago that. When Stephen Gerrard got the job before that, it was Celtic that were winning five now, five one in all Firm games. Rangers now five five all Firm games this beaten uh, this season unbeaten, four one in Rangers' favour. The game before Stephen Gerrard took the job, Rangers drew five each against Hibs at Easter Road. Now you're looking at this season, 
the back four how how he's turned that how he's turned it how he's turned that that around as well so I mean just the job in, in the three years has steadily progressed into what it's came now but I think it's more the manner of the turnaround that's been most impressive uh, what was your other point Frank? Um, I'll come to that quickly but just um, if there's one manager that I feel sorry if that's not made the shot last I said to the producer um, Jack Ross third in the league um, more or less going to get that two cup semi-finals could go on and win a cup I think he's actually done more than Martindale um, just just chuck that out there that's another name okay. um, my second point was I, 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 the biggest laugh I had in the drive home from work was Andy um, said that if West Ham finished in the top four um, he should get manager of the year over Pep Guardiola this is a manager that's got Man City to the first Champions League final has won the League Cup um, and is absolutely romping what people consider to be the hardest league in the world where a Liverpool team walked it so how anybody can suggest that um, David Moyes gets fourth in the league gets manager of the year over manager potentially going to do a treble for Man City and create history and be the first European Cup is um, yeah I just want to chuck that one out, Andy, for how you laugh at it. It's not a debate I expected no, to be having no, tonight, listen, but that's Frank, what we're, we're getting on, We're getting on so well before this, but <laughs> I, I mean, it's all ifs, it's all ifs, and it's all buts. If, if Man City go on and do the treble and going on to win the Champions would League. Would you change your mind? Well, potentially. Oh, potentially. Right, okay. But do you, would you not? Do you not think there's an argument that getting man, getting this West Ham team into the top four is actually more difficult a job than winning the Premier League and even potentially winning the treble with Man City? Um, no, not in a million years. Liverpool romped that league last year. Yeah, Man City are going to potentially win three out of four. But let's just say they've more or less won the Premier League. Yeah, they're, they're there. They've got a hand in the trophy. They've won the League Cup and he's got them to the first Champions League final. Take that alone. Yeah, what David Moyes has done is surpassed expectations in a crazy Premier League down there. But um, if you're chucking that one out, you'd be as well to say give the manager you to David Martin to at Livingston uh, based on your argument. Enough about that, Wee Let's get back to the big stuff up here. <laughs> Again, do you know what I'm loving is the amount of people. Ev- it's, I can't believe this is a conversation. I can't believe that you're even having this. But uh, it's clearly, all, it is a debate. Yeah, it's like, all a healthy debate. If you look at the. Trust me, look at the number of phone calls that are coming in here if you could And on Twitter, th- th- there is a debate whether you like it or not um, And I'm enjoying it, I must say The reason I didn't quite pick up on one of the points that Frank threw in the middle Is because John and Coat Bridge is going to make a similar point And we'll, we'll go for that one uh, for the next few minutes John, talk to us, you're a Hibs fan Is that a wee telltale sign as to what you're on for? Yeah, correct, correct um, First time I've phone guys, uh, I've just... I was most of the, the comments here and I've looked at the, the nominations for uh, the manager of the year. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the guys have a lot of credibility and I, I can see the point in a lot of the arguments. But I, I think we've jumped the gun a wee bit. I, I don't think we should be putting this forward till after the Scottish Cup to we see who wins the Scottish Cup. Because if you look at Jack Ross, Jack Ross has come into Easter Road and this is the highest we'll finish since 2005. 2004, 2005, we could and should finish in third place. We got to a semi-final, Kristen Johnson beat us, um, obviously gave us a right good beating at um, Easter Road at the time for these But if we get to this Scottish Cup final and win it, I think it's been an absolutely fantastic season for Jack Ross. Um, so to, to overlook managers mm-hmm. of his calibre, uh, but I think it's just a wee bit early yeah. to put forward the actual names for it. I'm I sure how you feel, but... No, it's, it's a good shout, John. I'm sure that I mean there there will be kind of logistical reasons for it. Cause it's it's always the same every single year. It's the same across the board. We're always victims to the timing. You're just not going to wait until 
I think it, I think it also comes down quite, quite simply to you leave it to the end of the end of May. Usually, you guys all fire off on your holidays straight away, yeah. and then and, and kind of done, and the season's gone, and you don't give out the awards in the same manner. Um, that would probably be one of the reasons. It is difficult. It's the same every year. If you're looking for someone who's missed out on the list because we've not had any suggestions on that yet, is Jack Ross a good shout? Yeah, listen, John. I would love to. I would love to come back at you. We are. We had an argument and continue the theme as the, as the show's went on But I can't disagree with what you've said Jack Ross has done a, a fantastic job with Hibs this year And we're, up, we're talking about you know, if Rangers go unbeaten If, if Callum Davison does a cup double If Jack Ross and his Hibs side win, mm-hmm. win the cup and they finish third yeah. There's no doubt that it, mm-hmm. it, it, it should be in the shortlist But like Gordon says, it's the victim of the, the shortlist coming out now and, and we've got to debate about the four, play, uh, the four names that are on it But yeah, I can't disagree with you at all. If Jack Ross and his hips are going to win the cup, then he deserves to be one of the names we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that, that's really difficult, Gary, because, well, you, with your, your hips hat on, you've taken your Celtic glasses off, it's now a hips hat. And the, Still green specs, and, though. And <laughs> John, as well, will, will know fine well that there are two, um, a couple of semi final disappointments for Hibs this season. Andy knows all about that as well. So, as things stand, the cups have been, been really disappointing. But that can then that can flip completely. And if you're talking about expectations, we go back to that word. If third and a Scottish Cup, realistically, could Hibs do any more than that? Because third is that's when it's best of the rest, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt, I think he's the one manager that you know is a bit unlucky not to be on the list. I think he's done a fantastic job uh, at a club that you know. I'd recently came back into the league and, and we're starting to build again. They have a fantastic structure. Uh, behind the scenes with Graham Mathy, uh, but he has done an excellent job. And if he went on to win uh, the Scottish Cup alongside a third place, similar to Callum, then it, then it mm-hmm. does change everyone's uh, yeah. opinion of of who should get it. But well, we just do our own. Then I think we should and scrap all this. We should do our own on May the twenty fifth or whatever it is, and then we'll know. We'll yeah. know for sure. Yeah, no, no problem. Not? But right now the shot list, I think's right. I think uh, the phone names that are on the shortlist as it stands are correct but it, like you said it could change so you wouldn't swap out Martindale for Ross not right now no because I mean I, I possibly but, would possibly but even Martindale even getting to the cup final with Livingston was an achievement mm. Mm, yeah all, listen although Callum Davison and Johnson pipped them it was, still, it was still a fantastic run they went on the 14 games unbeaten are Livingston going to finish third? no I mean they've never even been in the relegation discussion And they should be budget wise Yeah exactly uh, But listen Like you said We could have a I can put a different shortlist in a month's time But right now I think the four names are right Here's the thing though John Are you going to finish third? Are you still as confident? It's now down to three points Two games remaining Still to play Aberdeen Well One of, one of, the, one of the, the things you're about Is It's a famous old word of Hibs um, If they beat St Johnson on Saturday they're guaranteed because they're 11-12 goals of a difference in Aberdeen. Now, the way I see it as well, if we go to Petaudry and hopefully win, but if, if we get beat at Petaudry, we'll get Celtic last game of the season, Aberdeen's going to Ibrox. I can't see anybody beating Rangers this season, so they're going to win and even if we get beat by Celtic, it need to be a, what, a 9-10 goal swing, which ain't going to happen. So I, I would say, well, I'd say I, I hate saying it because it's the worst thing in the world. I don't think we'll have it this year. I really think we'll get third place. Uh, what, what year was it last year they finished third, John? What season was that? No, no, no. They, they, when they thought it was 2004, 2005, I'm sure. 
I wonder who played in that team <laughs> I wondered where that was going I thought You know At the start you think Oh he's genuinely interested here Then there's a there's a, The tone changes slightly The wee smile appears but I, liked, and then... I liked how John came straight back Knew the year Different yeah. class ah, There we go Fond memories of finishing third Yeah great yeah. team Tony Mowbray uh, Brilliant young team There you go You two have shared that manager Haven't you? Yep, we have. Mm. Oh, guy. Great stuff in Cope. Great, great memories from you two. We'll, we'll maybe do a bit more during these, but thank you to John in Cope Bridge. It takes us up to time for that. How fast has that first hour been? Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time 01419511025. You come on here, you try and answer more questions right than Andy Halliday or Gary Caldwell, and if you do, you win the signed. Ball, it's as simple as that. The lines do close at seven, though, so if you want to play Beat the Pundit, be quick. Tackle the headlines 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday here. It's time for Beat the Pundit. What you've missed in the first hour, quite a, a lively debate. Some mild abuse being thrown in at the pundits as well, but that's that's absolutely fine. That's what they're here for. Uh, about this manager of the year, the football writers shortlist is Gerard, Davidson, Clark, and Martindale. So if you've got any thoughts on them, keep them coming. It, we may well change topic at some point. Stephen Gerard, some quotes from him today in talks with Jermaine Defoe about what's next for him. Rangers fans, would it be a good idea to keep him around the place or is it time to say thank you and goodbye with Fashion Sakala coming into the club as well? Kyle Lafferty, player of the month for April. Is he the signing of the season? Maybe you've got some thoughts on that one. Either way, get them all get them all in and we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Always like to see the different reasons that pop up on the screen here So when all the callers phone in Some will say I can see I'm a big Rangers fan So I want to play against Andy Halliday mm-hmm. You're in the same allegiance But Michael, who's a Hearts fan Doesn't he want to play Andy Halliday? He wants Gary Caldwell He wants to reignite the old Edinburgh Derby Michael, is that is that right? I would say so, aye Good stuff How do you usually do this when you play along at home? Do you find yourself beating the pundits most nights? Some nights? Eh, uh, no, I will Sorry, the difference. I've never beat Roger Hart to be honest. That's not saying much. Guy's an anorak. Don't worry honestly. about that. Honestly, he's un- unbeatable. This guy. Um, but the caller last night as well was on giving it. My son told me to phone in, and he's in the back seat. And then Roger just ripped him apart. Poor guy in front. He's has to face his son. Has to face up to his family after a humiliation <laughs> like that. Roger that. He really is. Anyway, heads, Michael, you will get your wish, and it will be Gary. And tails, it will be Andy Halliday. Oh, and it is. It's Gary Caldwell up against Michael from Selkirk. So, I'm going to give you Clyde 2 to listen to, Gary, just so that you can't hear us. Michael, 30 seconds on the clock. You are head to head with Gary, and you can pass. That's all you need to know. You ready? Oh, my. Right, let's go. 30 seconds starting now. Who's worn the number 8 for Celtic since 2007? Scott Brown. Who did Hibs beat last week to make it to the Scottish Cup semi final? Pass Other than Jack Ross Who else has managed Both St Mirren And Hibs Since 2000 Pass Which Scottish League 2 side Play their home games At Gallabank Aaron What team did Duncan Ferguson Join Rangers from Dundee United Dunfermline Have joint top scorers In the league With 9 goals each Name either Of those top scorers Craig Whiten Okay, let's bring back Gary and see what he can do. 
Gary, can you hear us? Yes, got us. What a song that was. What was it? The Bee Gees. I, d- I don't know what it was called. Oh, well, it can't be that good then. We'll <laughs> find out for you. I can't remember. It's Do you want to give us a verse or we just leave that? No, we'll leave nah, that. Okay, it's fine. Right, 30 seconds, Gary. Same set of questions to you. And your time starts now. Who's worn the number eight for Celtic since 2007? Scott Brown. Who did Hibs beat last week to make it to the Scottish Cup semi final? Simon. Other than Jack Ross, who else has managed both St Mirren and Hibs since 2000? Uh, pass. Which Scottish League Two side play their home games at Gallabank? Montrose. What team did Duncan Ferguson join Rangers from? Dundee United. Dunfermline have joint top scorers in the league with nine goals each. Name either of those top scorers. Pass. Who's the only Frenchman to manage Rangers? Uh, I know his name, Paul Glenn. Okay, okay, okay. Michael, how do you think that went? That was a good game. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's pretty close, to be honest. I think it is close. Easy one to get you up and running. Who's worn the number eight for Celtic since 07? Scott Brown. If any of you'd got that wrong, I would have just chopped off the, the phone line at that point. Who did Hibs beat last week to make it to the Scottish Cup semi final? No, I don't know. Motherwell? Not Penalties? Not. Anyone? No? Yeah, uh, two each. I Just say. me that's ah, hard by it. Okay. Uh, other than Jack Ross, this is one of these that, with a bit more time, I think it is easy, but on uh, you know, up against the clock. Other than Jack Ross, who's managed St. Mirren and Hibs since 2000? Alan Stubbs. Alan Stubbs. See, short period at St. Mirren, of course. Uh, which Scottish League two side play their home games at Gallabank? Montrose was a fairly awful attempt. Annan was correct. <laughs> well done to Michael. He goes 2 1 in front. You both knew that Duncan Ferguson moved from Dundee United. To Rangers So Michael stays One in front um, Dunfermline have Joint top scorers In the league With nine each You had the choice Of Declan McManus Or Craig Whiten Which Michael got Puts him two in front Gary pulled one back With Paul Le Guin But it was not enough That was a good game Three to Gary You did not too badly But you were pipped By Michael and Selkirk Well done Michael That was a great effort Okay, it's just typical Hurts yeah, are always beating him so. <laughs> Normal service is resumed As you would say eh? He was just waiting to get that's that right. Well done Michael Well done Cheers, Michael guys. Good man Cheers, guys. That was a good game Do you know what you, you don't mind losing to that He was on the ball No he yeah. always mind losing Yeah the, the, I don't like losing But there was a couple of ones The Stubbs one's going to annoy me And yeah. drive home the night nah, Michael was good uh, Again I thought I thought with Le Guin He got through one more But just not quite enough A 4-3 to Michael how would you have fared, honestly? Uh, honestly, I, I never got um, the Motherwell and I never got the Gallabank Stadium and then the rest was... was Just right. the rest, By the way, so see you said that Dunfermline joint top goal scorers in the league. Did mm-hmm. you mean for Dunfermline? Yeah. Because Liam Boyce is a top yeah, yeah. goal scorer in the league. No, no, for them. Sure. No, that's making sure. Okay, honestly, look at him now. He's, he's, that heart's jersey under there. He's not letting, <laughs> anything, not letting us away with anything. Uh, right, 01419511025. I'm sure we will get back to the debate about manager of the year we could probably do about four hours and that by the looks of things um, but just to keep you up to date with some of the other stories that are doing the rounds today Kilmarnock striker Kyle Lafferty has been named as Premiership Player of the Month for April and let's hear a bit from him absolutely love it the more pressure that's on me I'll kind of thrive on it to be honest um, I've done it for Northern Ireland um, and I've done it obviously the clubs I've came to um, Hearts is probably the one that stands out the most. That I was up there, everyone expected me to get the goals, and I ended up with the highest tally that I've I've had in the season. So, truthfully, the more pressure that's on me, I intend to produce. I've been in the game long enough uh, to what they expect, but there's a lot of senior players around me as well, experienced pros around me, and um, young players as well, which were eager to ride and impress the manager in the last two games. So. 
we've got a mixture there that hopefully if it all gels together the next two games we'll, we'll be celebrating the end of the season I don't think we would argue too much with that player of the month award would we? No definitely not I think uh, you know Kilmarnock were obviously struggling down at the bottom of the table still are but if it wasn't for Kyle Lafferty's goal since he came into the club then their position in the, the table would be a lot worse than it is now I think top goal scorer for for the Kilmarnock this season I think it's Chris Burke with seven and Kyle Lafferty's not been in the door long and already gets six in the league so he's a, he's a deserving winner Yeah I mean during April I, I'm not, not really sure if you take the Cups into account probably not but during April it was you know you get the hat-trick against Stenhouse Muir the hat-trick against Montrose the hat-trick in the league um, sorry one against Montrose the hat-trick in the league against Dundee United um, his if Kilmarnock do manage to stay up and it's going to be interesting they'll, they'll have him to to thank a lot won't they yeah huge impact uh, I think a, a clever signing really at the, the time of the season where Kilmarnock were he, he's been there and done it uh Domestically and obviously with Northern Ireland and on the big stage, so great signing. He's obviously fitted in really quickly, uh, and a fantastic goals return. Has there been a better signing in Scotland this season? I should just try to get the the debates rail going debate. again. That's Why not? That's uh, what we're here for. Listen, if Kilmarnock stay in the league, uh, though a lot of that will be way down mm-hmm. to the signing to Kyle Lafferty since he's came into the door. So. There's certainly a, an argument that he's signed in the season. Um, I think you've got to put a case up for Kevin Nisbet of Hibs as well. So mm-hmm. I think it's 14, 14 league goals. And, yeah. Uh, another big reason why Hibs have finished third in the in the league mm-hmm. table. So I'm going to sit on the fence for this one if you don't mind. No, you've it's thrown between, Nisbet in. It's between the two. I don't mind that because obviously the longevity throughout the season because that maybe is a bit more of a difficult question, Gary, because Celtic largely a very disappointing season, although they will be pleased with the signing of Turnbull. Um, most of Rangers' good work has come from guys who were already there. Yeah, the, the new signings have been good, but the the headline makers have been the guys that were already there. Andy mentions Kevin Nisbet, Aberdeen, a bit of a frustrating season, and again, it's still probably looking at guys like Lewis Ferguson and so on. So, in terms of people that have come in this season and made an impact, it's kind of tough to look beyond Nisbet and Lafferty unless I've missed someone. Yeah, I think so. Did J. Emmanuel Thomas? Did he get yeah, signed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this season he's done excellent at Livingston. But I, th- I think Nesbitt a fantastic signing. Somebody that I watched a lot uh, when he was at Dunfermline uh, and, and done excellent there. So he's he's really carried on from from there. But I think laugh. I always think January uh, is important, especially for teams down the bottom to to find a bargain, so to speak. And they're, they're not spending money on him. They're they're just plucking him out and and. He's mm-hmm. came in and didn't done the business, so I, I think he probably just pips it. Our reporter Andrew McLean had a great start, and I'll, I'll get him to send me. But basically, this is not a surprise because Kyle Lafferty only comes alive in the second half of the season. Something along those lines, like the percentage yeah. of the goals that he scored in the, in the split in, after the yeah, split, yeah, is quite something. I, I don't know. Well, is there I remember, anything in that? well, I do remember, you know, a couple of the, of the late title wins that Rangers had. Um, you no, know, two, two of them that went down to the last game of the season. A lot of that again, Kyle Lafferty's goals. Going into the split, you know, the, when Rangers won the league at Rugby Park, the five-one kill Lafferty hat trick, the game at Dundee United, he scored. So he's came up with big goals and big go- uh, in big moments towards the end of the season. So he's done he's, the same for Northern Ireland as well. To yeah. be fair, I mean, he's he's a man for the big occasion, and yeah. he, when he's needed, he, he turns it on, and he's he's done it again this season. We well, said that didn't he there about in that clip we played about thriving under the pressure because my goodness, how much is the pressure on now given what happened at the weekend down the the bottom? Yeah, That's big incredible. time, big time, and. Listen, for, for for us as as neutrals and 
it's a it's a big end to the season. These next couple of games, you know, we, we've got the Wednesday slot, and next Wednesday's got a got a couple of big juicy games in it, and going into the last game of the season, a potential Hamilton Kilmarnock showdown. So. Yeah, it's very exciting at the bottom. I don't even know if I waste your time asking who's going to go down because let's be honest, we're changing our minds every two yeah, minutes. I have certainly, I've changed my mind <laughs> six times. So the weekend wasn't in, was incredible. But Hamilton are a hundred percent staying up. All right, okay. <laughs> um, you obviously played with Kel Lafferty recently. He's, um, I mean, I don't know him, but from obviously what you hear, a, a unique character, oh, a, a lively uh, character, and that, I mean that's clearly worked at, at Kilmarnock. Can you see that side of it having had an impact? As well, maybe you know the the impact on people round about him. Yeah, potentially, just a bit of camaraderie. He's certainly a character in the changing room. Um, someone that while he was at Rangers, a short stint that he had his second spell. Everyone got along with him really well, even though he's he has that character and he's he's got a daft side to him. He still trains hard. He still trains properly. So I've no doubt he's done the same at Kilmarnock and. It's been a, a fantastic signing and one that that Kilmarnock solely solely needed. I think when you're down the bottom, morale can be low. You're you're not winning a lot of games, and a character like him can just galvanise the the whole change room. So not just his goals and his performances, but how he's affected others has has probably been important as well. You've told us previously though that his timekeeping's woeful, and oh, you you had to shocking. you had to find him every week because you were you were in charge of the fines at yeah, Rangers. Yeah, yeah. So fine how's he managing it? Fine master and uh, you know that our fines obviously went towards like a end of the season dinner or a team night out and uh, at Christmas time. And Kyle Laffey for sure paid the majority. <laughs> that's for sure. Was so it for I'm, Park or something? What was that story Park, again? Uh, first game of the season, he had signed. I think he'd only signed maybe three, four days before his first game at, um, at Fur Park and. Yeah, usually you'll you know as you you turn up to the training ground or something at twelve o'clock have your pre match head to the stadium. It reported directly to the stadium at quarter past two. So it's I mean as 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 timekeeping goes, it's one of the worst you've ever seen. And uh, he got he got quite a hefty fine after that, I must say. From you. From from me, yeah. It was a nightmare trying to get it off him though, don't get me wrong. Uh there we are. Andrew has been in touch. Lafferty in the Scottish Premiership Updated to today's date Right from August to March 121 appearances 29 goals From March to May 48 appearances 25 goals He's better than 1 and 2 At the second half of the season Can't argue with that uh, Right The debate's still raging on About Manager of the Year we're, I will let's keep it going Gaz says Regarding Manager of the Year Are the European results considered? If so Please look back at Rangers results Including winning their group I, I don't know for set criteria. I'd imagine not because I mean you, you're dealing with you know only one manager in that list has those European results. You don't have the chance to judge David Martindale or, or Callum Davidson on European results. Albeit Rangers' European run was very good. Let's bring in Alan in Ridry and see what his take on it is. Hi, Alan. Hi. Hey. Uh, good evening, lads. Uh, hope you're all well. Uh, what it is is your debate about Stephen Gerrard is. Uh, Callum Davidson Stephen Gerrard Three seasons One trophy Callum Davidson And Stephen Gerrard Is also A new manager Three seasons ago Callum Davidson's A new manager One I think it's a full season He's had now Stephen Gerrard's Had three Won one trophy Callum Davidson's Had won One trophy Potentially two trophies Finishing the top six And Potentially getting into Europe uh, I just can't see where the debate is Callum Davidson all day long Are you related to Callum Davidson by any chance? It's a very passionate defence of him Love child <laughs> <laughs> we've, just, we've just caused this some sort of domestic incident In the Perth area He's your love child or you're his No, don't answer that, forget it um, Yeah, I, I, 
I, I do like it. I, there's what did, did you reference? I know you were about to. You mentioned something to the producer, Alan. Forgive me if if you got round to it, I didn't hear you there. Did you mention Stevie Clark and him winning it previously? Stevie Clark, did Steve Clark not win it the year? Uh, Brendan Mulhitchell's won a treble because if, if that's the case, Stephen Gerrard shouldn't get a look at him because Brendan Rodgers won a treble and never got nothing. Stephen Gerrard's had three seasons to get. I I done it. It's so Celtic for ten ten in a row. That was his. That was his. Uh, whatever it was, you call it. <laughs> uh, his aim is gold. That was his aim to get Stoke and Celtic winning ten in a row. He's done that, but over the three seasons. I know he's been building a, a, building a team, but Callum Davidson, I just, the amount of money you guys had to spend, potentially, not, probably not, mm-hmm. nothing, probably peanuts compared to what Stephen Gerrard and Celtic spent. Celtic have been atrocious this season, but you've got to take your hat off to Callum Davidson. No money to spend, hardly any, any money to spend. Potentially a second trophy, getting into Europe and finishing the top six for a club the size then it's a to get to get four thousand a week after that when the when the stadium's up and going. That's it's incredible. Yeah, he has done a good job and actually you're right and can you see us now But the C has been changed to a 55 I'm not quite sure who he supports on Twitter However we look into it um, Talking about says Think it would be unfair to take European run into consideration When only four teams have the chance uh, To play in Europe um, I also noticed Stevie Clark won it twice When he won nothing And Celtic won trebles in it. So that is right I think 16-17 Stevie Clark won this very award 17-18 uh, um, sorry Stevie Clark won this very award And Celtic would have won the treble that season So again Is it about Punching above your weight The expectation It's different every year I don't think you can set a precedent Just because that was the thinking Amongst the voters then Doesn't mean it's going to be now But um, Yeah interesting to look at that I think you have to take everything Into consideration And Like we've already said All four guys Plus Jack Ross Plus Jim Goodwin Right so we're up to six Brilliant That's just what we need Have had Brilliant seasons In terms of at the start of the season you are you are given a budget, you have a squad of players and you have a, a target in mind and I think all of them, St Mirren probably just missed out on where they wanted to be but it was in the last minute of the game but the, the other five clubs have all ach- achieved what, what they wanted to achieve. Good debate, I'm enjoying this. Right, 01419511025, it's time for your full-time teaser. Um Going to hold my hands up and say that I don't know why you two just seem to distract me a little bit before we came on air. I don't actually have a full time teaser, but I'll find one. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. I've got a couple of minutes. That, last week's was brilliant. The, the, the us two done. I, that was one of my favourite ones. When you had to name each other. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I didn't agree. He was furious. Oh, like right, this one will be more straightforward. I'm sure of it. Give us a call. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday are here. Here until just before eight, so there's loads of time to get in touch on the phones or on Twitter. Uh, so pick up that phone, let us know what is on your mind, right? It's time for a full-time teaser uh, after a Narrow defeat to beat the pundit Gary Caldwell has the chance to redeem himself Do you know what's brilliant about this? You, you, can't, you couldn't make this stuff up You know when beat the pundit I made you listen to Clyde 2 for a little bit And you came back and you said oh, That's a great song That's the Bee Gees I can't remember what it is what? Do you know what the song's called? No it's, it's da, 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 You win again 
as you, as you lose on Beat the Pundit Honestly Brilliant Couldn't make it up Thank you to Steph McNally For sending it in uh, Right here's your Full time teaser Sent in by Crazy Pony Gordon and Motherwell Because I told you I didn't have one right? so ah, I, just, I, just, yeah, wait, I hope you've got Answers wrong here I had to just make this up On the spot But I'm sorry If you have sent some in I'll use them tomorrow I just, I'm all over the place tonight right? Full time at Clyde1.com But you I mean Talk about Thinking on the spot here Right Relevant Topical mm-hmm. Since 2010 Name the 8 men That have won The Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year oh. Well you've got a freebie right Because we mentioned One yeah, of them We've mentioned one of them right So I'll start us off With Steve Clark uh, Well done yep. Cheers mate Brendan Rogers. Yeah two of them right You've got six to get This is the worst teaser ever Mark Warburton No You that said the, Mark Warburton That was the PFA award Settled ah. down So what one's this? The football, football writers, writers The one that we've been debating oh, Since right, 6 o'clock about it. We've been debating it Since 6 o'clock Remember <laughs> Lennon. Neil Lennon Yes Alright we'll leave it there That's your That's your last three So Lennon most recently Then Clark Then Rogers. So we're looking for the last Or the eight managers Since 2010 To have won the Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year Lennon, Clark and Rogers, And another five to get Keep your questions coming in By the way It's full time At Clyde1.com you know how not we do always talk about Scottish football, but even if there's a tenuous link, we will take it. You know, mm-hmm. we we will, we will grasp it. And I couldn't help but chuckle last night as Riyad Mahrez fires Man City into the mm-hmm. Champions League final. Oh, well and good for him, but it just got me thinking about that story about St Mirren. Every time he does something good, you, you can't escape it. The story that he went on trial at St Mirren. It didn't work out Did he not escape on a bike or something? He, he, took, he took somebody's bike there's a, there's a clip on Twitter today Of him talking him about talking. Oh, no. <laughs> He scored four goals Or, no, seven, or seven goals. goals in four games And his game's on trial I mean, Not good enough <laughs> no, <laughs> Should have been us. eight Not for us Talk about the one that got away I mean he's just They maybe wanted a right footer He's yep. just got his team into the, the Champions League final I, I I mean instead of the Mares clip I would love to hear the clip about why they never took him on I think that would be more interesting I could be wrong I feel like I feel like we, we've never really heard that it, side of it, the story I, I wonder I'm if the sure. Chief Scout's still there oh, I'm not no, sure can he be can he be I'm not sure I, I, I don't know these things can happen people develop at different rates no I'm trying to cut them some no. slack here no, um, he's not bad is he He's the, he's the best player I played against when I was in the, the championship down south really? uh, he was part of that Leicester team that obviously went up and wow just, you, 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 I mean, you do you do analysis on on teams and players, and and you watch them, and everybody says like he's going to try and get on his left foot, chop on his right, just be aware of it. You can see when when players are as good as he is and as sharp as he is, sometimes you can't stop it. And he was one of them, just remarkable, and uh, someone that you knew hands mm. down was going to go into bigger things, but somehow this at months, I do think, didn't he? I, I think to cut them slack, players do develop at different rates. He didn't go. Straight down to the Premier League, he went to the Championship, and he's he's worked up. Mm, you're trying. That's fine. No, I, I don't mind that. Have you ever you ever been on trial? You two. I went to what? Vitesse Arnhem in Holland. Wow. When was that? It's like before, like before Holland, Hibs or in between. I was on loan at Hibs and out of contract. Went there. They played me as a right back. Wanted to sign me, believe it or not, but you I, I was, you didn't fancy. It? I didn't fancy running up and down. To be honest Well if ever there was a country To steal somebody's bike Sorry for the lazy stereotype Right but You know The Riyad Mahrez stole a bike in Paisley You could have cycled off from Arnhem uh, You just didn't fancy it No No And, and Tony Mowbray came in To Hibernian that summer And uh, Once I spoke mm. to him I signed for Hibernian Any memorable trial Stories from you? Uh, for myself Twice obviously I've spoke about 
uh, the decision to uh, to go in and train at Rangers, and then I went on trial to Parma when I was um, fifteen. You know, Parma, fifteen. What? Why? How? The Italian owners, obviously, oh, at Livingston at the time. Uh, I think there was some link there between uh, Livingston and Parma, and it was me, Lee Griffiths, Joe McKee, three years went down for a week, uh, <laughs> and they try they, they they try to sign me and Lee Griffiths. I'm not sure if um, if they try to sign Joe, but brilliant experience. Um, remember watching the first team train one day, and I managed to get Lucarelli's top uh, after one of the training sessions at 15 year old. It was pretty special, but. Well, uh, in terms of tire stories, I remember. So why? Hold on. They want. They wanted to sign you. You knocked back Parma. Why? Number one, I was fifteen year old. I was going to Italy at that time. Parma had so Parma's academy actually stayed in like a. It was basically like a school, like the full mm. sort of academy team stayed in this school, which is where we stayed when we went down in trial and absolutely hated it. I think Lee Griffiths actually maybe a few months ago and came out and told stories about it where you were just in your room. The food, believe it or not, for being in Italy was absolutely oh, terrible. Behave. I'm telling you right now, it was terrible. There was nothing running about you. The, to be honest, the money we got offered was was wasn't great, uh, and I just decided against it. I just didn't think it was the the right thing to do. And looking back, at what a decision it was. I think they mm. went bust about about two years later. So, um, Olivia well, had their troubles as I well. They to did, be I, but I mean, I, I wasn't there much longer after that, so that kind of worked out. But at that time as well, I had went on trial, but there was still. I still had sort of transfer interest for down south and stuff like that that maybe appealed to me a little bit more. But um, I hope I'm not being it was un- a good experience. I hope I'm not being unfair on on you or Lee Griffiths. I, I don't really know him, but I just you two at fifteen year old traipsing about Italy. I, I, no, nah, I, I can't. I can't see it. I, I just. I'm I actually not- remember the trial game we played in as well uh, with Palmer reserves, and we we done well. We did do well to be fair. Was it against any notable team? No, I can't actually remember who it was against. But me and Lee both scored in the oh, game, okay. and. Uh, but the food was, was rotten uh, It's the first time I've tried Parma ham No Parma ham Obviously brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, Can't beat that right uh, What about incoming then Because we had a lot I don't, I don't know how this came up But Mark Wilson told us recently That when he was Celtic's right back Seamus Coleman came on trial to Celtic And, and obviously didn't sign And be, became quite good In case you hadn't noticed uh, Any any memorable stories of team players Coming to your team on trial? I've got one yeah um, At Rangers I think it was the second season Um I'm sure there's a listener that will correct me if it's not. There was a Polish goalie that came on trial, Magic. Can't remember his second name. Gostomski. Gostomski, Magic Gostomski. And he was nothing short of sensational. And when I'm saying sensational, I thought we'd signed the next big thing. I don't even know what he was doing before like, his seriously trial. Seriously, oh, Honestly, I'm telling you now. You ask any Rangers player that was there when he was on trial, I'll never forget we'd done a shoot. You know, you did shooting drills after training. Got this goalie on and trial, put him in and goals for the shooting, shooting drill. Anyway, saving everything, he was plucking out top corners, bottom corners. He was just unbelievable. And at that point in time, Wes did really well for us. Uh, there was actually a call earlier that came on talking about the, the standard that we mentioned. Wes, I thought it was pretty harsh because Wes was a really good goalie for us. And I remember saying, This guy's going to come in and compete with Wes. Like, we were trying to bring in a, a sort of number three, it was at the time. And he was unbelievable. And I'm telling you now, the day after he signed, he forgot how to save it. He was. <laughs> Hopeless, uh, but he was an absolute crackpot as well. I admit he loved Glasgow, like, he, and I'm talking about he loved it. And I know the scenes that you're supposed to, but he was sensational when he came in on trial. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember the signing, and I just looked him up to to kind of clarify. Uh, so you're right, 2016 January window, 16, and, w- and was released two months later. Yeah, so brilliant on trial, and then just after that, t- he was brilliant in all the pubs. Then left, left his gloves at home. All right, okay, I like that. Oh, one for Gary, anything. Anything along those lines? I, I, when I my first pre-season at Wigan, uh, we were 
loads of players leaving, needed to sign loads, and an agent got a player to me that was at PSG as a kid, sent me some clips. Boy was unbelievable. Wow. Said to the staff, going to get this boy over, showed them some clips from like, mm, see what he's like. And within 10 minutes of the game, he was awful. I think they sent his brother. <laughs> was, so your Graham Soonis moment he, almost. He was awful. And the staff just looked at me and I thought, it's a learning point. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll learn from it and move on. Right, so 141951 Let's bring in Andy, who's in Finiston. Hi, Andy. How you doing, guys? All right? Good, thanks. What's your point tonight? Uh, I'm just telling you talking about. Uh, we talked about a couple of uh, Jamie and Defoe, mm-hmm. you know, where they can, we can keep them off. Because I see Rangers are new into an our young boy, a creation boy, uh, local Cynic or something his name is. Okay. Uh, so that's why you're going to have maybe possible six strikers. But I don't know if Defoe would I'd talk about his money, but what he, he wants to maybe come and coach, or Jenkins still maybe wants to get in and play in England again. There was something to say for he's maybe talking about. On some team, if Rangers can't know, because I think his wage, I think Andy said that the last time I talked to him, though his wage bill was high. So, but I'm just a wee bit worried about the six strikers now. You're going, it's a bit much in it. Yeah, well, well, funnily enough, right? So, Stephen Gerrard was talking today, I think it was a fans. Um, a mental health initiative organised by 32 Red, the sponsors, and you kind of said that we're in talks with Jermaine at the moment about what's next for him. Uh, we want to be really respectful, we want to give him time to make his own decisions. Andy Haldy, I do think you've spoken on this topic before, but yep. it's it's worth repeating. What what was your kind of take on how and, and, and has has your opinion on it changed given that Rangers have now signed another striker in fashion Sakala? No. Um like I said before, I, I I think you can never undervalue experience and I think the conversation between Jermaine Defoe and Stephen Gerrard will be pretty simple that Stephen Gerrard will just sort of remind them that his game time will again probably be limited if he decides to stay at Rangers for another year but he realises what he brings to the squad, he realises what he brings to the standard of training every single day, his commitment, his professionalism and not only that, he realises what he brings to, to other strikers mm. and young players at the football club and I've no doubt that if... Jermaine Defoe stays for another year and if Fashion Sakala's come well I say if when, when Fashion Sakala comes to the club Jermaine Defoe will be a massive help to him a massive help in him settling in a, a, a massive help in his his progression and his development as a football player and Steven Gerrard knows that so I, I, I don't think there's any doubt that that's why they'll be having these type of conversations of course in that conversation it will be you're going to have to take a significant decrease in uh, in your wages but I, I, I don't think Jermaine Defoe will be financially driven at 37, 38, whatever he is and I know he loves the football club I know he loves it up here, I know he loves playing and being a part of a big football club and for me fundamentally if you're needing a goal and somebody come off the bench I don't think you can get much better than Jermaine Defoe even at his age, I'd love to know his minute per game, uh, his minute per goal ratio since he joined the club and even this year because even This year it's about 90 minutes, one every incredible. 90 minutes and, and I've said no matter what time of the game it is when Jermaine Defoe's introduced I always fancy him to get a chance and if he gets a chance I always fancy him to score I still think he's the best finisher at the club I've said this he's the best finisher I've played with certainly so I still think he can be a major asset to Rangers Would you have overlapped down in England you play against him? I played against him England-Scotland schoolboys at Starks Park many many years ago and then played against him when he was at Tottenham Uh, brilliant football player so so small but lively in in and around the box could could finish so quick one touch or touch and shoot uh, and and being a great player at many different clubs right throughout his career I think it's 
what does he bring to Rangers what is he bringing not just on the part but off the part him the manager obviously have a great relationship which I think is important when he when he's at that age does he want to go into coaching uh, but I agree with Andy I think mm. if, if he does want to sign and finance, financially it makes sense then he would be a great signing again for Rangers a lot of moving parts though eh? because every year I don't know how many times we speculate about Morelos does he go or does he not mm-hmm. um, other strikers I don't know you'd imagine Rufa is going to be there eating Sakala now does come in and then you know you look at the game and the, the, the conversation this week feels different because you've seen the goal that he scores in a big game at the weekend so yep. you're going look Jermaine Defoe can still offer something he's played 18 appearances this season which is not a lot he was left out of the Europa League squad mm-hmm. so if Fashion Sakala comes in and none of the others leave is there is there still a place just to you know, on a numbers basis? Yeah, I think so. And I, again, so what does that eighteen appearances become if you've also got to fit potentially Sachin, ten? Sakalan? Potentially ten. Potentially, but that still eight. works if, it, if the money's right. If the money's right, and it's the bigger picture, it's what he brings to the squad overall, and the younger players coming through. And, and like I said, you can't underestimate that. So uh, I think this is all going to be a part of the conversation that him and Stephen Gerrard ultimately have. Um, you know, Jermaine Defoe has already came out publicly and says he wants to have another year in football. What's the have a farewell send off in front of fans, and I think that again, I think he'll be desperate for it to be at Rangers. But I think this will be this will be a conversation that will be had within him and Stephen Gerrard. And again, I, I think he's he's got a big part he's, to play for stage for now. He's year. an out and out number nine as well. Eh? Yeah, I think Ruth, Itton, uh, Sakala as well Sakala by all accounts can, can play across the front. Jermaine Defoe is a number nine, and, mm-hmm. that, and that's where he comes on and and mm-hmm. scores his goal. So. I think you can still keep him in that I, regard as a sub and I still think it's important to mention that I st- if I'm bringing on anyone to get a goal it's him and I still think going into next year I don't see any signs of him slowing down for, for, for the limited uh, limited appearances he's had albeit but I know how hard he trains I know how professional he is on and off the pitch so and and, and let's face it so does Stephen Gerrard and the staff they see him training every single day mm. I don't think he's had a, a, any meaningful injury since he's been at the football club so Again, I still think that it could be a major, a major aspect for Rangers. Andy, what did you make of that that signing yesterday? I don't know if you've, if you're the type that goes on YouTube and has a look. Or we had Sven um, on last night, giving us the lowdown from Belgium. Even just the fact that Rangers are, are doing that business so early, how do you feel about the signing? Well, it's great I'm doing the business. I, I mean, I, I don't go on YouTube and like that, but I just what you're reading. You know, what I mean, the boys got a lot of potential, and I quite agree with what the boys are saying about before see if the kids can I keep them and you know like, you get a young team coming to the end of a striker to strike possibly two now young boys who else who's better to train you and you know the experiences the boys can, he can pass down to them I think it would be brilliant for them but as I just said it's that's going to be like maybe possible six striker so it's a lot you know what I mean but uh, aye I'm, I'm happy with Razor that's what I've been doing last year the business has been really well Pick these boys out. I don't know how where they got this boy from Croatia. I haven't heard them before, but just the wee snip in the paper there reading I'm going and that and that kind of Jelovic writings that he's got to be a world class star at one point. So if we can get him as well, I'm all for it. Right, Andy, thank you. Thanks for taking the time tonight. How are you two getting on with this question? We're looking for eight men since twenty ten who've won the Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year. You've already given me Neil Lennon. Stevie Clark, Brendan Rogers. Oh my goodness, look at these two producer Callum. They're conferring. They're actually passing their bits of paper. They're writing it down together. It's actually quite nice to see teamwork. Um, a good oh, idea no, would be to speak into the mic at some point and tell me what um, you've got. 
Oh, so Denny McInnes. Good shout, well done. Ronnie Dyler? No. Poor Ronnie. Stephen uh, Robinson? No. Alan no. Stubbs? No. Uh, oh, no, Tommy. Tommy Wright? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> four down, four to get. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Andy Halliday and Gary Caldwell They are looking for the eight men since 2010 Who have been named the Scottish Football Writers Manager of the Year Now remember there is a PFA award But the one that's got everybody hot and bothered tonight Is this Football Writers shortlist You're doing okay You've got Neil Lennon, Stevie Clark, Brendan Rogers, Derek McInnes any more? Craig Levine. No. Good Walter to... Smith. Yes, Walter Smith. So he's the he's the, the last one, right, right. Uh, the furthest furthest back. Twenty ten. So you've got three to get. Uh, I will only small clue. I'll give you two Scots, one non-Scot. I mean, the non-Scot's almost like an adopted Scot, I would say, but he's been in these parts for so long. But no, two Scots, one non-Scot. We'll get there. Alright yeah We will We will indeed AJ has thrown a few names Into me on Twitter What else have we got Let's go back to the phones Oh I was wondering If we would get one of these tonight Craig is a Falkirk fan Craig dare I ask What it's like to be a Falkirk fan At the moment Evening guys Um, Words can't describe it To be perfectly honest Um, Just when you think Things can't get any worse Then another season happens And in your face with what we were faced with this season. Um, at the start of the season, I didn't actually think we would win the league because if you look at Partick's squad, they've actually got a really, really good squad, as you've seen. Um, so I was a wee bit surprised at how poor they were up until probably about five, six weeks ago. Um, but to actually go from where we were to fifth place is, is disgraceful. It's really sixth place if you look at the points. Because although East Fife's in the bottom half of the table, they've actually got more points than us. And they they play again tomorrow as well, so they can even um, further increase their advantage over us. So I just think it's a total disgrace from the club. Um, the fans, I think, have suffered over the years. They've still backed the team. Even when we got relegated to League One last year, before COVID, we were still getting a home attendance of over 4,000 fans. Yeah. Now... I just can't see them Even if you are allowed To go back to games I don't know where the fans Are going to come from To be perfectly honest Yeah just to be fair On these five points They've obviously been playing The bottom half of the league So it's a bit easier To rack up the points But that, that's just a, a very small point I don't think that'll make Any Falkirk fans Feel any better When League One returned In late March Falkirk were top I think it was then Late April They got rid of David McCrack and Lee Miller They were still second At that point mm-hmm. Even with a What was it A few minutes to go Last night They were they were hanging on to, to fourth to the playoffs And they've gone from in, in the bigger picture Eight points clear To mid-table And missing out on the, the playoffs You can hear the The heart the, the sadness The disappointment in Craig's voice it, it, Unbelievable isn't it? It is It's incredible I'm from Stirling myself So it's You know A big club that's, that's near to where I was Kind of brought up And I played against them In the championship with Thistle And the support Was always incredible home and away and to see where they've went there's something fundamentally not right at the football club uh, for them to drop like that to sack the managers in the position they were in is clearly a crazy decision and and hasn't worked 
because I've no doubt they would have at least got the playoffs if they had remained in charge. So I think it's a club, a, a massive club that, that shouldn't be where it is, but needs to look internally and, and see what structure they want to to create to, to get them back to where they should be. Again, I've, I mean, I, I've got to echo what Gaza says. I remember we had Lee Miller on on the show on a Wednesday night. I think yeah, it was before the, the yeah, before the Celtic game and and talking about how optimistic he was with our with our chances of getting promotion. Certainly comfortable in the playoffs at that spot, like you mentioned when the the, the, the league returned, they were top of the league. Albeit they had a couple of a poor results in between them, but when when Dave McCracken and Lee Lee Miller were sacked, I, I was certainly shocked considering the position they mm. were in at the time. Since then, it's been a downward spiral, and to to think after that conversation four weeks ago, I think that's what I was going to say. I think it was five five weeks ago. I think four, just they were they were six points clear. Four five weeks four, ago, five weeks ago the, to the conversation now that they've missed the playoffs. Let's go. Let's go back to Craig because Craig, you know, you, you will be invested in this weekend, week out, and the, is is that easy for us to to say? In hindsight, getting rid of the managers was the wrong decision, or is that the way you feel as well? Um, going by just obviously other fans that you see on Twitter and in different uh, media outlets, they actually should have gone sooner. Um, we seen this coming, and there were comments made right before the actual break of the football around January. The football was terrible. Um, we were lucky with the points that we got. Like when we were winning on the outside, it's yeah, it's great you're winning, and that's all that matters. But to the fans who are watching it at home, the performances were just abysmal. Um, they eventually cut out their results. So their last three results before the football stopped, we got beat at home Airdrie, we drew with Partick Thistle at home, they were, they played 35 minutes with 10 men, we then got beat away East Fife, and it was just a terrible run. Then we get the break and you're thinking, right, that gives us time to kind of reorganise, go again, get some signings in, and we signed three young guys. Now I don't know if that was Lee and David's signings or if it was Gary Holt, but the signings just, they're young guys, they've not played football, do you know what I mean? And, Partick obviously strengthened with a couple of experienced players coming in and it got them over the line and we just we just crumbled. Is there a bigger picture here? Sorry, Gary, I was just going to ask Craig, is there a bigger picture here as well about you know, more than this season? I know there was a lot of criticism when the club took the decision to scrap the youth academy, which had been so successful over the years, some of the players that have come through that. So is this is your frustration about more than just this season, about more than just the last five weeks? I think so. Yeah, it's been built up. Um, even in the Championship, you look at back well before, like when we had Peter Houston, we were challenging to get into the Premiership, we were in Scottish Cup finals. Then obviously every, every manager's kind of got a shelf life, so then he was moved on. You bring in Paul Hartley, he gets a scout to kind of work beside him to try and we scrap the Youth Academy to give him more money to get so-called better players. He goes crazy with a scout and signs all these players for England who are just terrible they're not even League 2 standard and then we find ourselves in League 1 and I think the recruitment um, if you look I think over the last 3 or 4 years we must have signed about 100 players and that's no exaggeration and that's not sustainable do you know what I mean um, and in terms of higher up as, as Gary was saying behind the scenes to sack 4 managers in 4 years there's something wrong with the people who are making these decisions and that's why our next manager whoever they decide it is going to be needs to be the right one yeah, I was going to mention the the academy as well. It was something that I think the club, it was a success story for the football club that they did bring through players. It's a club that should be out there in the community and taking the academy away takes that away from the football club. But 
you talk about the next manager if the structure behind the scenes isn't put in place and isn't right the next manager won't have a chance as well because they'll sign more players that it might not go to plan and then and then another manager comes in so I think the club has to really think of what strategy they want behind the scenes do they want a youth academy are they going to go back to that and then what is it going to look like is there going to be a director of football like Gary Holt has came in to do or, or are they not going to have that? But the, the structure behind the scenes has to be right for the manager mm. to then work and, and get success on the pitch. I, mean, I think as recently as the 16, the 17, yeah, so 2017, wasn't it? Dundee United beat Falkirk in the playoffs to try and get into the Premiership. And they were regulars in the playoffs at that time, Andy. You would have, yep. you played in that division around that time. And this was a team that was very much punching above its weight at the top of. Of that division Looking to even yeah. Potentially mm-hmm. surprise everyone And get to the top flight Yeah my first season At Rangers Obviously in the Championship Fall Cup Were well, one of the You know One of the main threats That season And you know You look at some of the players They had at that time They had uh, You know Will Volch Who I think is playing In the, the mm-hmm. English Championship Down south now um, They had uh, Yeah they had Baird up front They had James Keaton's up front They had a lot of Dangerous players But like Gad says A lot of the success story At that time in Fall Cup Was the, the Youth Academy And players coming through and Falkirk's certainly not a football club that you associate in the, the third tier of football but they're also not associated as being a buying club they're not going to go out there and, and buy a lot of players they'll, they'll look to try and bring you, you know, young players through and, and uh, you know dip into the market for, for maybe three players at the end of seasons or transfer windows so I think the I think that's why I think there's sympathy there for Lee Mill and Dave McCracken because ultimately their objective was to get Falkirk back into the top of the uh, the, the, the championship and, and they were still doing a relatively decent job at that. Craig obviously, listen, I'm not going to argue with Craig, I don't, I don't watch Falkirk every week, Craig does, so he'll know more about the style mm. of football that, uh, than we do and obviously they were disappointed with that but they were in a better position and still a good position to get back into the, the, the championship and it now looks like the decision to let them go mm. was, was the wrong one. Craig, we hear a lot of this at Top flight level as well You know Take Celtic as an example And we always hear this about Season tickets And tickets And crowds won't go if, if things are so bad And all the rest of it Seriously though People are also Desperate to get back to football When the first day of the season Rolls around Do you think Falkirk will, will take a hit on that front Or will everybody just Have a bit of time Over the summer To regroup And, and then going back to the team again In the in August Um Good question. I think it really, really depends on where they go with the manager, um, and and the type of manager that, that they bring in, and what he wants to what he wants to achieve. Um, in terms of season tickets, uh, I really don't know. The only thing that I'll get through to a board like there's been protests in the past, never really worked, is, is hitting them financially. Whether it be that you don't buy your season ticket out front and you maybe just pay at the gate, I, I really don't know. Me personally. Before COVID, I was at every game, home and away, and got a season ticket, even been at Inverness on a Tuesday night, and got working on the Wednesday morning. I, for one, won't be buying a season ticket until there's major changes behind the scenes. As Gary says, you can keep having managers and players coming through, but if the fundamentals behind the scenes aren't right, then the same problems are going to keep happening. Mm. Craig, hopefully we'll speak to you when you're in a bit of a better mood about your team in the future. Thanks for taking the time tonight. What an incredible end to the season, and not in a good way. It's been for Falkirk missing out. On those playoffs last night A uh, lot of drama though at this time of the season Did you see that Brora kelty game? Kelty missing two penalties in the first nine minutes But then got on to win the game 2-0 Yeah, incredible um, was following the game closely One of my best friends actually plays with Kelty So I was really rooting for them last Who's night and Ma- Matty Flynn uh, I was really rooting for them And you've seen the first ten minutes They get two penalties, missed them both But taking a, a huge advantage with a 2-0 victory And a team that I... 
I see a big future yeah. for. I think even if if they do manage to progress and get to League Two, a big future ahead at Kilwin. Yeah, it's all been happening. Well done to Partick Thistle finally getting their hands on the trophy today. Lots more drama still to come down the divisions in the playoffs as well in the next few days. But you two have got serious work to do on this question. The last eight managers to win Football Writers Manager of the Year here: Lennon, Clark, Rogers, John Hughes, McInnes, Smith. Yes, John Hughes. So he's one of your Scots. So one Scot, one non-Scot to go. Cool. Um, got uh, right. So I thought I, you'd have been better at this. No, no managers. No. When I said adopted Scott, I mean he played for numerous teams up here, stretching back probably to the eighties, nineties. Jim McIntyre. Yeah, well, I mean he's, he's the Scott, guy. but yeah, well done. So he's the he's the he's the sorry, the just Scott. came into my head. Well done. Good show. So aye. the non-Scott. I mean, he's managed Hibs. Mixu Yes There we go I didn't even need to Pull out the rest of the clues Well, well done, done You got one Andy Mixu Pat a line And right thank you That was a very lively show We thoroughly enjoyed it We will do it again tomorrow With Mark Wilson And Gordon DL from Six So make sure you join us then Thanks again to Gary and Andy I'll see you at six tomorrow And Callum Gallagher We'll see you next <laughs>